You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight we're talking about the 89th Academy Awards. You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Elkins and Jeremy Benson. Howdy. You ready to talk about some Oscars? Yeah, La La, La, La Land won Best Picture. Yeah? Psych. <laughs> Just kidding. Wanted to get your hopes up. That was a really bad note to end the show on. For those of you that didn't see it, they announced La La Land had won Best Picture, and then after they gave their speeches, they said, no, you didn't. We were... We read the card wrong. Apparently, there was a mis- mishap, and Moonlight, Moonlight, right? Moonlight won. Yeah, Moonlight won best won. picture, and yeah, it, it was- kind of made the Moonlight people feel bad for winning. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, uh, I hope La La Land's still up here." No, they're not. Oh, um, yeah, it was. It was really awkward. Yeah, it, it, I don't think they'll be hanging out at the after parties. Yeah, you know, I felt bad too. Like Warren Beatty. And Faye Dunaway came out with this, you know, this huge you reunion know, for Bonnie. But see, and I don't, I, I don't. Even though Warren Beatty, I hate to say it, looked like he kind of didn't want to be there and couldn't read it. I blame Faye because Warren refused to read it. He he looked down and went, oh, "This ain't right," and he just kind of goes silent. And then Faye Dunaway, she's the one that looked over and went, "La La Land." He did. He needed to stop though for a second. He was like, "All right, look, I need to explain this to everybody." Right. At home. <laughs> he came back to the mic and he was like, "Look, I'm not. This is whoa. Somebody gave me the wrong thing here. It, the card I had said Emma Stone, La La Land, but I knew she couldn't win Best Picture." Warren Beatty's like, "Look, I don't have dementia. Do not send me to the home, please. Come on, guys." It's a fucking mistake. I got the wrong card. And Faye just left. She was like, "Fuck it, I'm gone." Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, I, yeah, you're right. I did feel bad for the Moonlight guys. Like, it was like, oh, we won, and oh, man, I feel sorry for you guys. La yeah, because you can tell they felt like really awkward now. Like, oh, we win, but we just like, oh man, like, like you literally took it from the other people. Not like you know they're still sitting in the audience, and no, you, you're they've already kissed their trophy, and you like, no, give it, wipe your lipstick off. That's mine, bitch. The producer for La La Land was. 
He seemed like he was a little mad. I give it to him. He was the one that went back to the mic and was like, "We did not win. We are sorry. We yeah. we're serious. Like here it is. Moonlight won best picture. We're losers. We're we're leaving the stage now. <laughs> we're losers." <laughs> Uh, sorry, guys. We we're losers. We suck at life. Uh, you know, our movie only won like every other fucking Oscar. But you know, although I haven't, I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't know if it was. You said it was pretty good, right? No, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's good. You know, it did win c- cinematography. Um, much deserved. Really? I, yeah. I mean, it does look good, man. Like, the way it's shot, like the this the camera, like how it goes in and out, and it's very fluid. It's the poster scene when. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, they're dancing, and it's this little asphalt area with this little, it's this little lamp, but they actually shoot it at Magic Hour, and you can see L.A. off in this, on the distance in the valley, and man, dude, it is beautiful as you're, you watch the sunset, and the lamp comes on, and they do this little musical number. It's like old Hollywood. It's like singing in the rain. Benson's looking at me like, man, shut the fuck up. I, 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 I I understand the love of musicals. Like, I get it. Like, I, I, I just personally, I don't like them. I don't get why this is so special every four years when somebody makes one and then it has to clean up at the Oscars. Well, it's like a traditional thing now. It's like, okay, not, we, not give, everyone we give it to the though. serious movie. And then yeah. we give it to the political movie. And then we give it to the foreign movie. And then it goes back to the, the musical. And it's just a re, you know, it rehashes. And then you got your upsets when it's like, oh, you got, by you the got, way, I pulled up the 10 biggest upsets in the Oscar history. Oh, wait, wait, whose list is this? New York Daily News. New York Daily News. Well, okay, According well, to the New York Daily News, these are the 10 biggest upsets in Oscar history. Number 10, Grace Kelly, the country girl, beats out heavily favored Judy Garland, A Star is Born. For the 1954 Best Actress winner. I can't say I've seen A Star is Born. Number nine. I remember this. I was shocked. Three Six Mafia, It's Hard Out There for a Pimp from <laughs> Hustle and Flow wins for Best Original Song over Dolly Parton's Traveling, Traveling Through, I'm sorry, from Transamerica. You know, I remember that because that was the year John Stewart was hosting. Ooh, this is interesting. I remember the most painful thing was when he came out and was like, 3-6 Mafia 1, Martin Scorsese 0. Right. like, oh, dude. That, that stings a little. Number eight. I'm probably going to say this guy's name wrong, but Bob Fosse? Fosse? Oh, yeah, the director of Cabaret. The director of Cabaret beats out Francis Ford Coppola for, for the, the Godfather. Godfather. That was tough, but you know it. It was all right because uh, I think like two years later he came back with Godfather Part Two and he won. Dude, I mean Godfather. Who the fuck remembers Cabaret? Who even watches that movie? Or- and you know, I'm like one of the weird people. You that know, I actually like Godfather One more than Godfather Two. Really, you like the first one? Yeah, I yeah. Nine out of ten people say Godfather Two is better, but. Yeah, I, I like kinda, the second one better. I kind of lean toward one. Anyway, all right, number seven. I like the father-son story in that, you know? I I, I love both of them. I mean, like, both of them are just... The I parallels just, just... in the You know, in part two, they just ring better than they do in... Oh, yeah, I mean, I love both of them. I just, I, there's something, I don't know, maybe it's because I saw it first. I don't know. But yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, it, I saw it, it first. It may well. be just that simple, is that I was introduced to this world in the first one, so 
that's the one I'm going to like better. But I don't know. I mean, I saw Star Wars first, and I still like Empire Strikes Back better. You know what? I think I saw The Godfather Part 3 first. Yeah, I did. I'm not going to comment because I haven't seen it. Oh, really? You yeah, haven't never, I've never, never seen, seen it? Thing? It's not that bad, man. Because when, yeah, when I saw Godfather 1 and 2, I actually watched it like in a marathon you know, session one weekend, and the person I had borrowed it from told me that Godfather 3 wasn't any good. And I I fell in love with these movies so much that I was like, I'm just not going to watch it if it's not any good. No, I mean, it's got Andy Garcia's got a nice little role in it, but he puts his kid in it. That uh, Sofia Coppola. This is what I hear. Great, great act. Uh, not great actress. Sorry, a great, great director. director. <laughs> not so good of an actress. And, All right, number seven. Yeah, Marissa Tomei wins oh. from my cousin Vinny beating out everybody. This is was completely unexpected. Number nobody, six. Nobody we, thought that we was were real. talking about this earlier. Rocky wins Best Picture in 1977, beating out heavyweight films like Taxi Driver, Network, and All the President's Men. Holy, see, how is that possible, man? You know what? I'll be honest. I know you're a big fan of Rocky, but of those about four films you just listed, Rocky's my least favorite out of them. Blasphemy. I think Taxi Driver is my first, and then that would be All the President's Men. I really like All the President's Men. That's really good. Number five, which I don't, this doesn't, this is not, <laughs> this an, is like we're not talking about it. Moving on. This is not an upset to me, but this is what's listed at number five. All right. Alfred Hitchcock was nominated five times for Best Director and never won. Yeah. He got an honorary uh, award, right? Four, Crash he- with a stunning victory over Brokeback Mountain for Best Picture. In two thousand six, yeah, that. I remember that. That was yeah, that was pretty shocking. Because Brokeback Mountain, everybody was like, "Oh, that movie's got it. It's in the can." Kind of like everyone was with La La Land tonight. Number three, Beatrice Strait wins for Best Supporting Actress in nineteen seventy six. Shakespeare in Love beats Saving Private oh, Ryan for Best gosh. Picture. I remember that win. I do too. I was like, "What? How did that happen?" How how is Platoon the last war movie that wins Best Picture? You know what I mean? I know, right? How is it Platoon? And number one, can you guess? Citizen Kane loses Best Picture to How Green Was My Valley in 1942. Uh, Which of those two movies have you heard of? (laughs) But Citizen Kane is one of those weird movies where it's gotten its acclaim through the years, like... You know what I mean? It's it's gotten to be that that huge film and right. I I can't believe they wouldn't put you know that list didn't even mention ordinary people. I think that that one is crazy. 1980 ordinary people beat out the Elephant Man and Raging Bull for best picture. Wow, really? Yeah, right. I mean, not that ordinary people is not. I mean, it's it's a pretty solid drama, but Raging Bull. I mean that that's just a class like that's one of the greatest if not maybe no it's it's one of the greatest biopics. I I was gonna say it's the best one. And I was like oh, I don't well, know. I just I think Scorsese Arabia. was banned from winning until a couple of years ago. <laughs> he did have a hard time, and that that's that's the other best picture thing that I think is just insane. Dances with Wolves won in 1990. Also nominated that year, Goodfellas. Ghosts, Godfather, Part 3, and Awakenings. What's what's the next year? Silence of the Lambs. I mean, but you look at Silence of the Lambs in 1991, you know. It's, I mean, look what Spielberg have to, had to make before he could win a Best Picture. 
That, that but man, that was a good year too, man. And he he still won when he did Schindler's List, dude. The Fugitive and the Name of the Father, those are solid movies, man. That's what I'm saying. Is like certain directors just really have to go. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm gonna do something that nobody can ever keep up with. Yeah, you have to give it to me now. I'm gonna make a black and white film about the Holocaust, and I'm right? gonna put one red dress in it. In a time when that's not easy. Oh man, that movie is so sad, dude. Ah, oh, especially especially like when Liam Neeson's like breaking down at the end. He's like, I could have sold off this and saved right. one more person. It's oh, Ben Kingsley's good. That man, that's a good cast. Fucking that Ralph Fiennes. I have never liked him since I saw that movie. Really? Yeah, I know. I know that character is not him as a person, but it, ah, just he is the worst. I hate him. Being like a big Spielberg fan, and you know, you kind of get his style, and you know, you can't. And then just going into Schindler's List, just like, you sure he made this? Because it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't look like his kind of movie. It doesn't sound like his kind of movie. It's really sad. Like, where's the redemptive part? Like, this is Spielberg, right? We're gonna have a happy end. No, no, no happy ending. It's as a happy ending as that story could have had. You know what I mean? I, you just said the when the really movie's over. Material. And you're just sitting there going, "Whoa!" I, you know, I'll be honest. I have not seen Schindler's List as much as I probably should have. There's some movies you can watch like once a year, and you, yeah, that's one you watch once every five years. And like it really the weight is. of it is like it just it stays with you for so long, and then as a filmmaker, it makes you feel so bad about yourself. Because, like, he made such a great movie in black and white. Like, Spielberg just went, look, I'm going to show you motherfuckers how this is done. In and black and white? I'm going to shoot know. black and white. <laughs> Score is going to be a fucking violin. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it, it's going to kick everybody's ass. Like, from that point on, you're just like, oh, well, all right, I give up. If you if you guys want to hear a podcast about Schindler's List <laughs> and make us have to sit through this, this and we'll just, we'll great just, movie, but we'll just sit here. Super. And cry together. Right. <laughs> For a big male bonding moment. Have a glass of wine, have some cheese and crackers, and just, just cry and talk. Like, oh my God. And it's shot so stark. Like, this is. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, this is happening. It's no big deal. I'm not going to make it dramatic. Or I don't know. Is that, is that the first movie he did with uh, that, that cinematography? I think so. It, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when I, he I changed cinematographers. Cause I know, because he, he worked with Dean Cundy on. Uh, was it Jurassic Park that same year? But Giannis Kaminsky. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, I don't. I didn't want to say because I didn't want to sound stupid. But that's what I was thinking. He used yeah. him again. Yeah, yeah, a lot. AI, I think, man, that's that's some solid work there. I, I really like think AI movie. is over, underrated. Like, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I loved it. Like when I went to see it, I, the only thing I, I wish it had ended with the little boy at the bottom of the ocean. Like to me, that was the perfect ending. The whole reuniting with his mom at the end was a little weird, but I get it. I don't know, man. I I have different feelings about the ending of that at different stages of my life when I've seen really? it. Really? Yeah. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, that's fucking terrible. And somebody after the movie, right, you know, right after watching it, was like, oh, yeah, what the fuck was up with the aliens? I was like, those are aliens? I thought those were robots. I thought they were robots. I thought the whole point of the movie was that the... You know, the people are going to eventually die out, and the machines were the next evolution. I thought that was the whole point of the film. You're making me question myself. Because they could have been aliens. They look kind of like the aliens in Close Encounters of uh, Third Kind. I really think they're they're robots. No, they like, are robots, for sure. 
But yeah. this person had convinced me after seeing it with their, their logic and their deductions. And I was just like, oh, damn, fuck. They, they were selling me on it. Watching it in my, in my 30s, I've, I don't know. I like the robots, man. I like that coming back. It feels like it kind of completes the story, you know? I can see it. Feels a little tacked on to the to the boy's story to me. No, yeah, I can see your point for sure. But other than that, like I love the movie. I've I've heard a lot of people hating on it, but man, the visuals are so strong in that film. I just I don't I don't understand how you can hate that. I mean, Spielberg makes a lot of great movies, but like just in terms of visuals from like any of the aught films, visually for me, it's AI and Warhorse. Yeah, those are visually great. Like everything is just so cinematic and how it's told. The story is extremely, yeah. they're just visually told. I compare know? other movies to shots and War Horse, just like, well, yeah, but they could have done. What's crazy is what used to be a John Ford shot is it's now, now like, a Spielberg War Horse shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of, right? You know, when Spielberg was copying John Ford, do that. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of his. But uh, I think maybe I love that. I, I think you kind of have to know the John Ford stuff to really appreciate the Warhorse stuff. I can see that. Maybe that's the reason people kind of crap on Warhorse is that they don't know where that's coming from. I mean, I think people crap on Spielberg's latter half of his career just because he's not making those '80s adventure films anymore. I guess I don't know. I mean, I've I've talked to people that haven't even seen his last few movies that I had I had an argument with one guy. I was like, man, he hadn't had a hit since the 80s. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Dude, he's just, he does one movie that's not a hit, BFG, and all of a sudden everybody's just like, fuck it, Spielberg's the most unbakeable son of a bitch of all time. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about, man? Do you have any idea the the movies this, well, this guy, guy has made? Well, this guy was also... The money? This guy was also arguing that um, Spielberg can't, can't do... Anything but happy he can't like get you sad or and I'm like, dude, you've you've missed like half of his catalog, obviously. Purple is it no purple right now. The color purple. Color purple, yeah. yeah. Even that's pretty emotional. Yeah, Empire of the Sun. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, they just have a more of a adult themes and Yeah. No, I'm not saying that like I don't I don't want to mean it like, you know, Jaws and Raiders are like fluff and it's like, oh, this stupid B movie crap. Because that's not true, because Jaws has extremely grown-up themes. Speaking of a movie that was nominated for Best Picture. I just think these people, they've seen Jaws, and they've seen Raiders, and they've seen Jurassic Park, and then that's kind of the end for them. Like, yeah. They just don't watch. They didn't see Munich. Yeah, they haven't seen Munich. They haven't seen... Munich is good, man. Oh, yeah. That's let's. I think that's his closest, like uh, Hitchcockian inspired thriller. Uh, that one kept me pretty much on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah, Hell, I even like Bridge of Spies. Yeah, I thought Bridge of Spies was pretty good. I did think that was one of his weaker movies, though. Not saying it's not good. I'm saying weaker in the Spielberg filmography. It's. No, I get like, what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's no Indy Four. I think Indy Four and Terminal are the bottom of the barrel. 1941. I think everything. Everything else is good or great, right? You know, it's just different different degrees of of good and great. A lot of people really like Minority Report. I I enjoy that too, but I, I'm kind of disliking it over the years because people are overlooking his other stuff and just go into that. You know what I mean? I'm right, kind of like, right. It, you're, it's kind of making me retro dislike it a little bit. Yeah, I kind of had that happen when like people started saying that was better than AI, and I kind of liked AI better, and I was like. 
fuck Minority Report. <laughs> when you had like a Catch Me If You Can came out and and it's like Minority Report and it's I feel like everybody latched on to Minority Report. I was like, well, you should give Catch Me If You Can another watch. Yeah, that is a really really underrated movie. Well, I think well I think it goes back to a lot of times though that. And this is just me having an opinion of something. I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, when Spielberg does something like Munich or Catch Me If You Can, it's sort of like out of his norm. People don't really think of that as a Spielberg movie. But then, yeah, when, so then they flock to go see, oh, Spielberg making Minority Report. So, you know, this is the sci fi kind of action y drama cop future thing. You know, they, they they classify those as Spielberg movies and then forget that he makes Catch Me If You Can or Munich. Or War Horrors. And why, why did people not show up to BFG then? Because that kind of seems like that would fit, That's right? That's kind of old school Spielberg. Yeah, right? I actually really liked BFG. I did too. Why was that not in the special effects category? I don't know. Is that considered animation? I, cause I was wondering about that. So I was like, you know, because half of it's live action, and obviously the giants are CGI, right? But they're interact, they're interacting in a live action environment of some sort, and they look pretty good. Yeah, so that, that especially I, when they're running through the streets at night, right? Like so, doing the hiding under the like, I, lamps and stuff. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, how did that not get nominated? You know, a great kids movie. Yeah, it was really good. My kids loved it. Oh yeah, dude, the fuzzy. Bubbly, whatever the whatever the green drink the is. The green drink that makes you fart. My mileage of entertainment was had from that oh, scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my my daughter talked about the yeah the BFG farting drink for a while. Oh yeah, dude. But yeah, okay. I guess I guess we should uh, we 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 derailed on a on a Spielberg thing here. Let, let's uh, back to the Oscars. Yeah, you know, I guess we should talk a little bit about this year's Oscars. La La Land won Best Picture. <laughs> I literally could not believe. I was just watching that on the screen, just going, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that, that was I felt. Man, I felt so bad for the like. I hate going on record to say this, but I didn't want La La Land to win. I it has nothing against the people that made La La Land. It's just <laughs> it's a musical, and I didn't want it to win. So that's that's it. Fair enough. I mean, well, look, that's why it's fun to watch the Oscars, right? You have your, your right. horse that you pick. You're going to put yeah. your money on that one. you like, go, run, get it. They announced it, and then like, even though I didn't want it to win, when they took it away from them, I was like, oh, that is so not fair. Just let them keep it, man. The mistake has been made. Oh, no way. I mean, I, I'll go on record and say I thought Moonlight was a way better film than La La Land. If you're not going to give it to a rival, which is... That was my pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, how do you it's not give it to I that? Saw, but <laughs> uh, I got I, way behind. I mean, usually I try to catch up on the Oscar films, but I got way behind this year. Well, man, some of them were just kind of hard to see. Didn't get a very wide release. Like Moonlight was hard to see. Look, I'd never even heard of it until I heard it announced as an Oscar film. Yeah, I I kind of wanted that to win music. For whatever fucking reason, man, a rival I thought got screwed in two categories. I thought for sure it was going to win after we saw it. Amy Adams got left out of acting. I thought she did great in that. Like, how do you leave that performance off your list? I think it's just like at that that interview you read. It's it's a movie about space stuff, so I bet a lot of the actors just didn't even watch it. Yeah, reading those those Variety articles where they have those like. Uh, anonymous uh, Academy voters. That'll make you cry. Well, I mean... Because they straight up admit, like, oh, I didn't see that. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think I think it got a little of the the shun of oh that's just a, there's a little pretentiousness that seems to come into play here of we could, we got to give it to meaningful art. You know, I don't think a sci-fi film has ever won best picture. It should have. 2001 didn't win. None of the Star Wars films won. Star Wars was nominated, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nominated. 2001 was nominated. I mean, a lot, yeah, there's been a bunch of nominated. District 9 has been nominated. Interstellar was nominated. Yeah. Wait, was Interstellar nominated for Best Picture? Should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, was it? No, I don't it think It seems that, like it was. I don't think that was nominated, man. I'm pretty sure that was nominated. I thought they started doing the, you know, 12 different nominations just so that they could nominate Nolan stuff and not give it to him. <laughs> That is how that started. Little little Academy history. Yeah, uh, the Dark Knight did not. What was that? Was the Slumdog year? I do remember that. I, I remember. Yeah, the list was Slumdog Millionaire, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Frost Nixon, Milk, and the Reader. Why Curious Case of Benjamin Button and the Reader are on that list? I have no idea. Because the other option is this really, you think I'm going to watch this Batman movie? Dude, who is going to watch the, who even remembers the reader? Like seriously, like Roger Deakin shot it. It's a good looking movie. Kate Winslet won an Oscar for it. It's a good film. Not knocking the movie, but, but come but you, on. You, you got to, you know, you got to, you, you know, sometimes when things break out of its category and do something special, let's right. give it a nod. Yeah, yeah that that is one that like eight, like even Jaws got a nod, like The Exorcist got a nod, like I don't yeah it's 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 crazy. Uh, and I think the other thing that really got left off for Arrival was the score, but it was like a technical thing because that Max Richter wrote the opening and closing piece of music, that piano piece. Yeah, you know they they thought the Academy of Voters would you know confuse that with the actual score of the film, so they thought it was ineligible, so they threw it out, which is a really? shame. Yeah. Because it's got a really good score. Yeah, it does. You know, La La Land won, and I I do think, hands down, the best music in, of the year. It was it was really good. It was, it was well done. It was a musical. Oh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> I mean, I can see... Uh, it's it, a musical, so it can win best music. Fine. <laughs> Give it that. But when it wins best actress, shouldn't it be like best singer? I don't know how I feel about the best actress win for Emma Stone and Damien Chazelle winning best director. I have, I, I goes back. I have not seen La La Land, so I don't, I can't speak of the direction, but yeah, yeah. I've seen some pretty good directing this year. I, you know, I'd probably give it to Emma Stone because Amy Adams wasn't nominated. Because I think that was a big fuck up right there. Man, but performance you know, was so good in that. Like that just pisses me off so bad. Like it feels like if you're gonna vote, if you're gonna actually cast a vote, you should be forced to watch all the movies. Yeah, because they have screenings for. It's not like you have to go pay it. They send you DVDs or you get free you, movies. You get to be they on the lots. They have Oscar screenings that you can go to. I've been to them. They're cool. You, you go to a theater. You sit down. They're free. The director's there, and you watch the movie. Bro, she didn't even get nominated. Yeah, that's that's the thing, dude. I you know a lot of the, she a, had to act with big movies. aliens. <laughs> Come on now. I know, those are green screens, man. She gave that performance on a green screen. Those are green screens? Those aliens aren't real? Well, fuck Arrival, then. <laughs> God, I thought 
this man i thought that was real well you know it's not it wasn't like winning best visual effects so i assumed that they had to be real i thought it was gonna for sure win editing adapted screenplay and cinematography that's what I thought Arrival was going to win. I would have given it, dude. I would have given it cinematography for just those two shots. Those two fucking shots. That, that helicopter shot coming in, and you see the thing, the smoke's coming down the hill. And then when they're going into the tunnel the first time, and they throw that light stick. All right, you, you win it. I don't care what else. Yeah, it's cool. You got a like, background, and you can see L.A., and here's some shadows on a white screen. I got it, yeah. Yeah, La La Land, cool. Smoke, mountains. Winner. <laughs> Lion looked all right. Moonlight did look really great. You know, if, if you weren't going to give it to a rival, should have gone to Moonlight. I kind of default that way almost all the time. <laughs> if a rival's not going to get it, Moonlight probably should. Now, rival did win for sound, right? Yeah, sound mixing. It sound did mixing. Or was it sound? What was, sound was it mixing? sound editing? Yeah, it was sound editing. Take that, La La Land. <laughs> While you win everything else except for picture. Uh, Casey Affleck winning for Manchester by the Sea. Man, that is a heartbreaking performance. You know what I thought was hilarious about that? And I know what was going through his head because I watched the pre-show. And during the pre-show, if you saw it. No, I didn't watch the pre-show. They asked him about his beard and his hair. And he said, oh, I can't wait to cut it off. But I'm performing. I'm in a movie right now and it requires the beard and the hair. But yeah, I'm going to cut it off as soon as I can. Now he's winning his Oscar. Now he knows that forever, the rest of history, <laughs> there will be that shot of him with that stupid beard and long hair taking his Oscar going, ah, why couldn't it have been when I had sh- no beard and hair? <laughs> he does look like a homeless man. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel gave him, a, gave him a hard time at least one or two times. Hey, how, do you, how did you think he did uh, host-wise? Oh, he did fine. Yeah, I thought he. I thought he was pretty. I don't good. know why my voice just cracked like that. But you know, hey, you know, puberty comes. Puberty later. happens. Yeah. I had no complaints. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought most of his jokes were were pretty good. I didn't really care much for the uh, bringing in the tour bus. Ooh, I missed that part. Yeah, they brought in like a Hollywood tour bus into <laughs> into the actual theater in the auditorium. I don't know. It was it was an okay skit, but you know, I mean, it's just random people. And you're just throwing them in the middle of the Oscars. So most of them are like deer in headlights. There was, uh, I guess, an engaged uh, African American couple that was there, and like Denzel got up and like married them. <laughs> you know, he taught Casey Affleck how to act. They just met tonight. Yeah, I know. If you ever, if you DVR to go back and watch or find it on YouTube, Denzel's facial expression when they're announcing best actor he's in the bottom right of the screen somebody please let me know did he roll his eyes right before they announced this it was right before the name was announced it was like the end the oscar go to eye roll casey affleck and then he starts clapping the least surprised i was the entire evening like you know everybody Knew Casey Casey Affleck was probably going to take Best Actor home. I mean, well, the way they presented Best Picture, now that was you can't. That's surprising. Yeah, right. They should. I mean, Everybody they, thought that's Lala a Land. swerve. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, it was really Moonlight. Just kidding. They took that an extra step. Uh, that, dude, that is what everybody's going to be talking about tomorrow. I cannot wait to wake up and read all the all the articles on that. <laughs> the producers from La La Land are officially now. The only people that know what it's like to win an Oscar, (laughs) 
and then what it's like to lose an Oscar. Because <laughs> nobody else loses their Oscar. They get their Oscars taken away from them. That's right. And if, if they have gotten their Oscars taken away from them, never have they gotten it and, and taken it away in less than two minutes. Man. While still on the stage. <laughs> no. Like, nope, give that back. It's not yours. <laughs> oh, man, that guy was in mid-speech. It's just like, what? Okay, this shit's not mine. I'm going to stop now. I was just thinking about Oscars that, you know, in the past, like, things they did that I liked. And remember the year that for the screenplay competition, they actually showed part of the screenplay on one side of the screen? Oh, yes. And had the acting on the other? Like, yes. I thought that was awesome. To see how simple it is that it's written and to see what all they're doing with it over here is... No, that was hands down one of the best graphics. I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you, I could tell as soon as I said it. <laughs> that, that's a great one, man. I they should that. do that every year. I don't know. It is the screenplay competition. <laughs> I, I didn't care much for their um, their graphics really this year. I thought they were kind of plain, but you know they were serviceable. They were fine. They're clean. I did like that they mentioned the internet trolls. Notice Ben Affleck, like, he didn't fucking move all night. I don't even think that was really Ben Affleck. I didn't just think it was a statue. Dude, Ben Affleck looked a little weird. He's got, like, a tan or something? He just didn't move. I don't even think he blinked. Or did did he, like, lose weight or gain weight or something? He looked different. He has a gray beard. He looks old. Did he back out of Batman? Did I read that? Oh, he's not directing Batman anymore, no. Is he still playing Batman? He's still playing Batman, but this is better news because director is going to be Matt Reeves. Really? Yeah, from the Planet of the Apes movie. Or really? The last two. Let Me In, Cloverfield. That guy's awesome. Right? He may be like one of my favorite working directors. Oh, yeah. No, dude, he's got a great eye. Great eye. Super excited for War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, man, yeah. We're going to be doing a, a Planet of the Apes retrospective a little bit this year. We'll, we'll, we'll go back and look at the other two that's, movies. Like, that's my kids, like series of movies right now like they love those planet of the apes movies oh dude yeah i i took my kids when am uh was it tmc released re-released them in the theater here uh i think it was this summer they had a little re-release of the the original charles aston one from like the they 60s they haven't seen those oh they haven't no they they're oh, but they're addicted to these you know the newer ones harry potter's like cool or, yeah that's great but they get, like, out of their mind over these Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, man. They're fucking good movies, dude. Like, they so are good. They want to know what Caesar is going to do next. That That's one of those cases where it's like the special effects are so great and they serve the story so dude, well. those, they look, looks real. All right? It looks like, oh, well, you're just adding, like, gun explosions and things like that, right? It's like, How'd you those? get that monkey to talk? All right. <laughs> war paint on like it's like how did you do that and then you watch another movie and you're like i know you can do better like shame on you i just saw planet of the apes it looked better yeah like when we were talking about like the eyes being dead when we were talking about the rogue one podcast dude the apes they do not have that problem their eyes are not dead they shoot close-ups on shit (laughs) like their eyes have so much emotion and weight just when, like, Caesar's talking to his, like, uh, whatever, the orangutan, his yeah, orangutan yeah, buddy. Yeah, his buddy. Yeah, when they just have those, like, interactions together, and they look at each other. Like, that, you is, could, that is on you point. You don't even have to read the the, the subtext. Like, oh, no. no, you can just tell what they're saying by the way they look. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, those movies, yeah. Matt Reeves, huh? I'm excited about that. Why did he step down? Why did Ben Affleck step down? Uh, I think he was just saying it was just too much. Too much to act and direct at the same yeah. time. Yeah. 
He said the costume. I think the costume pissed him off a lot more than he thought it was going to. Trying to be in costume while making decisions. And stuff. Yeah, he said he didn't want to force himself to be pushed in the suit. <laughs> be like, yeah, we need to get one more shot. And he's going to be like, no, I just want to get the fuck out of this because I'm hot and sweaty and I got to pee and I want to do this see, shit yeah, right now. I can see that. Yeah. He wants to bitch as an actor instead of have the, the guy man up and he ain't Clint Eastwood. Well, fuck, Clint Eastwood didn't have to get a giant rubber suit. Clint Eastwood's like, no, I'm not doing that. That's exactly. I don't, I don't dress up in costumes. I'm Clint Eastwood. He bitch. said, you know, screw it. I'll just put a jacket on and be dirty, Harry. You don't, you don't put a mask on this face right here, son. <laughs> Fucking Clint no, Eastwood. Right, yeah, man. I'm He's excited about that. That is, that's really exciting. It doesn't come out this year though, so that's. No, we still get the Last Jedi. A little disappointing. Yeah, we get that. Alien Covenant's coming out this year. Blade Runner that sequels looks coming out this year. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some good stuff on the horizon. Potentially. Good Ghost year. in the Shell's coming out. Kong Skull Island starting to look pretty decent. Yeah. I'm kind of... At first, I was like, all right, whatever. But kind of the more I'm, I'm kind of looking into it, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of getting used to, like, it looks a little bit sillier than, like, Peter Jackson's King Kong. But, man, Peter Jackson's King Kong is... I don't watch that movie that much, you know? Uh, yeah. It's so long. It's too long, and it is an, it's a close adaptation to, like, the original story. It looks like with Kong Skull Island, they're telling the story of how they found Kong just differently. I like it's going to be tied into Godzilla, too. Yeah. I like that. And Kong's a lot bigger. Let's you know. Let's 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 have some fun. Like we got the we got the special effects now to make really awesome giant bee monster movies. Let's do it, baby. Let them fight. You know what's looking terrible, man? Pacific Rim Two is starting to look like dog shit. I'm a huge fan of Pacific Rim. Huge. Is fan. there trailers out? No, no, no. None of the trailers are out. But they released the concept art for the new Jaegers. It, they look like Power Rangers. It does not. Hmm. Like the thing I liked about the Jaegers in the, the first... Power Ranger trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my kid is really excited for that, man. Really? Yeah, you know because they have all the Power Rangers now on Netflix. They have like twenty seasons of fucking oh, Power man, Rangers. I hate that show so much. I think it's my age. No, it's it, not your age, man. Well, uh, Ultraman was in the sixties. Well, the what same I'm saying thing. is, it when. Power Rangers came out to me. It was always just, that's just a copy of Voltron. It's not even a good copy of Voltron. Yeah. So I was always like pissed at the. <laughs> so you 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 were you're just like I'm just a Voltron man only. Sort of yeah. And oh. So when when I had kid and he, when I had a kid and he got into Power Rangers, I was like, no, you should watch Voltron. He was like, I don't want to watch Voltron. I want to watch Power Rangers. Yeah, I guess I don't really have anything else to say about the Oscars though. Sets were cool. Jimmy Kendall did a good job hosting. Um, the show ran smoothly. I did. I didn't like the way they treated the the scientific and techno technical Oscar bit. Oh, where they kind of made it a joke. Yeah, I I kind of. That's how they always do that shit, though. But this year, it seemed like they really kind of pushed the idea that these are not as important. None of this is possible without these people. These are the people that make us all look and they give the magic. And this year they were like, they didn't even like pronounce it right. And they're like, what do these people do? And like, I thought we shot in space. It seemed like they, trying to be funny, kind of took away from explaining what that is. If you know what I mean. I do. But at the same time, it's like, who cares? No, I mean, they're just, 
don't want to sound rude. They're actors, and a lot of people don't care. Yeah, I mean, I care. I I think I think they're great. And I did notice when they were showing the highlights. Did you see that they awarded a bunch of camera systems for their yeah. digital technology? You see that Red and Airy were up there. Yep. So I want to know: Did they actually get Oscars for that? Yep. And I didn't get to see the other the other three because they flashed them up so quick. I mean, dude, that the all five logos were up for like maybe just what two seconds at max. So. I got, yeah, so I got red, those two in. Red and Airy are Oscar winners now. Man, that's nice, dude. Let me tell you what. Working with Red in the beginning was a total pain in the ass and a fucking nightmare. Really? Yeah, that shit was impossible to work with. Your top-in-line computer, I don't even know what year that was. It was so damn long ago when that camera came out. It would have been before 2010. Easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe. It was before 2009. I don't know how much earlier before 2009, but yeah, it was, it was one of the first red cameras that came to Memphis when we were shooting with it. And um, man, we had a beast of a machine at that time. We had the best Apple Pro at the time. Mm-hmm. Man, you had to transfer that footage through Red City. It would take hours and hours for a shot. Really? And we were doing a music video. So, you know, the takes were as long as the song. Like a four minute shot would take like three to five hours and now you can just throw it in premiere and edit it <laughs> yeah <laughs> lucky bastards don't know how good you got it well those those science and technician guys that's right that's why we need those guys be able to crunch all those numbers get those algorithms even better and make it machines faster they already got uh i did think it was weird that they announced cameras. best director before the best actor and actress yeah, I thought that was weird. Did they change that? That's not always been that way, right? I always thought it was... I always was... thought it, it went actor, actress, director. And now it's director, actor, actress, picture. Yeah, I did not like that. I think director and, and picture, picture should, should be, be the, the last, last two. two. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because I remember when Scorsese won, uh, Spielberg and Coppola came out, and it was right before Best Picture. Why did they change that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe it's they figure general audience is watching for best actor and actress. They don't care who the director was. I do like now that when they give out the uh, production design awards, the set decorator also gets an Oscar too. Yeah. And they're recognized. That's that's badass, man. And we get makeup and hairstyling now. That's awesome. Why do we not have a stunt Oscars yet? I was going to ask the exact same thing. That is something we really need to push for. Like, man, fucking five minutes. Like, these are the people that fucking actually risk their lives making right. a movie, right? <laughs> like, we can yeah. give them fucking five minutes of a goddamn tele- yeah. fucking broadcast. Like, Tom Cruise really didn't just jump out of that bomb. <laughs> there was some other dude that then they digitally put Tom Cruise's face on. Right? The other dude deserves Oscars. That's the guy that if he, if he fucks up at his job, he dies. <laughs> or seriously, right? What did you do today? I, I broke my spine. If Casey Affleck Never fucks up at his job, they do it again. <laughs> if stunt dude fucks up at right? his job, he doesn't do it again. The stakes here are a little bit different, guys. You know, we can give them an Oscar. I, I, I think they should. I wouldn't mind seeing, like, um, you know, even, like, I don't know how you would break it out. Best genre picture. Well, I was gonna say like a like a gaffer or something like that, given like some kind of lighting award. But I don't know how you break out gaffing from like cinematography. Like you know, like where. Yeah, I just kind of always thought like 
best cinematography goes to the cinematographer. But, yeah, you know, their it's kind of like winning the Super Bowl. The co- the owner of the team gets the trophy, yeah. and the team gets rings. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. dude. That's what should happen. Right. The crew should get rings. Right. That would be amazing. You win Best Picture, the entire crew gets rings. Those those rings would all be up on eBay. No shit. Right? I guess La La Land did win for cinematography this year. So, What award it actually got. Now what it, it, it was nominated for 14 Academy Awards, and it tied the all-time... I don't know if it got, I don't know I can't remember what the number was, but it was the all time nomination. I thought it was fourteen. Was it? I think I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think I remember hearing that. What movie is also tied? Avatar? No, uh was it Titanic and It's gotta be a James Cameron film. Most nominations received by a single film, fourteen nominations, All About Eve, Titanic, and La La Land. There you go. I knew there'd be a James Cameron movie in there somewhere. Most awards won by a single film. Three, oh my gosh, look at this. Three films have won 11 Academy Awards. Ben-Hur, Titanic, and Return of the King. That reminds me. Um, That's kind of crazy. Return of the King. You remember that year, right? Speaking of someone looking homeless on the Oscar stage. No, I don't remember that year, actually. Google search, Peter Jackson wins Oscar image. Oh, where he was super thin? No, it was before. I think this is the reason he lost weight. Oh... Yeah, he looked a little rough. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing him up there and going, man, I feel so bad for you. I know how you're feeling right now. You know, 2003, though, was not a really great year. Like, Return of the King, it won, but the other films that were nominated were Lost in Translation, Seabiscuit, Mystic River, and Master and Commander. I really like Master and Commander. That's a really good movie. I think they gave it to Return of the King as sort of uh, end of the trilogy... Look what they accomplished. I, okay, last time I'll be negative, but I think, I think the worst year ever in Oscar cinema history. 2002. No, 2001. One, really? Yeah, dude, look. Over Chicago. Yeah, look, A Beautiful Mind won. It's okay, I like that movie. Yeah, well, it was up against Moulin Rouge, Fellowship of the Ring, In the Bedroom, and Gosford's Park. All mm. four of those movies I absolutely love. Beautiful Mind. I have seen it once. I usually I don't like saying movies are terrible, but I I really did not care much for it. Felt very it, it, hollow and it, fake. Well, it didn't stand out, I man. It didn't feel hollow to me. It just didn't stand out as special. Like in the bedroom, felt kind of like wow, this is this is interesting. This is this is kind of a standout, heartbreaking standout little movie. Yeah, Fellowship of the Rings is like wow, we've never seen anything like this. That's really that's an that's an incredible achievement. They brought to life a story yeah. that was said that you can't shoot. Right? Beautiful Mind. I yeah, it, it, I thought it was film? good. It just never it never felt special. All all the other four films are well, you, you, incredible. I, I, it's very rare that the film that I'm rooting for to win actually wins. Like I remember being really behind yeah. the fighter and being depressed that it didn't win. <laughs> oh, I don't know though. What was, that was a great year though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was a solid year. It was like um, Black Swan, Inception, yeah, The King Social speech. Network. Didn't the King's Speech win that year? Yeah, the King's Speech is what won. But dude, I'd give I wouldn't I wouldn't give it to the fighter. I'd give it to Social Network. Yeah, I remember we we had the, we were having the discussions over Social Network or the fighter. And oh man, no, I mean, look, that's that's before I realized how awesome Amy Adams really was. But 
I'd, I'd still give that to Social Network. And I, I'm a big fan of Inception. Social Network is so good. Yeah, I remember Argo. I was rooting for Argo or Lincoln because I really liked Lincoln. Oh, in 2012? Yeah. See, that's crazy. My my picks that that year were Life or Pi and Zero Dark Thirty. Those, I had well, I hadn't seen two. Zero Dark Thirty by that time. Oh, I love that movie, man. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. I see. I think that I thought that was better than Hurt Locker. I enjoyed Hurt Locker. I thought that was solid. Man, Zero Dark Thirty is pretty tough. But yeah, even when Hurt Locker won, like I would have given it to Avatar, District Nine, and Glorious Bastards, A Serious Man. Over, over the Hurt Locker. I would have given it to District 9. I mean, dude, that is one... Av- people give Avatar such shit now. I've never been that big of a fan of Avatar. I mean, I think that is incredibly, like, just dismissive and ignorant of all these, these fucking film critics. And Look, when a movie makes that much money, if you dismiss it outright... I don't think you could dismiss it. I I I think I think you're putting blinders on to something. Like when I went and saw it, I thought it was like a cool event. It was visually stunning. Um it was entertaining. I just it to me it wasn't that amazement that it was to you. No, the the dismissing was very like it was very apparent out from the gate with like, oh yeah, it's dances with Smurfs and all these, it's like, guys, you you realize that the Pocahontas story, it, it existed before Dancers with Wolves came out. <laughs> I understand that that was the time that you were young, and that's the first time that you saw that story, but it came out in 1990, buddy. People mention it now, like, it's like, oh, it's it's lost from the pop culture, it's no part of the zeitgeist, it's a terrible movie. Just because a movie isn't part of the zeitgeist, like, The Graduate is not really what I would consider part of the zeitgeist right now, but that doesn't mean it's a terrible film. Yeah, I don't understand that kind of thinking. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't either. I guess we should probably wrap this up. We've been talking long enough now. We're rambling. I hope you guys enjoyed our side Spielberg conversations. Well, it was just sort of an Oscar show. Yeah, you know. It was Oscar night. We decided to do an Oscar show. Yeah, Spielberg's won a lot of Oscars. Won. Wait, what? He's just won one? No, he's won more than one. I think he won two. I think he won for Best Director for Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, that's what I thought. And he won Best Director for Schindler's List, right? Did he get the pic? I don't know if he got the picture for that. Yeah, he won Uh, Best Picture for Schindler's List. Oh, see, look, he's got three Oscars. But I don't, I think that went to Kathleen Kennedy and And Frank Frank Marshall. Marshall. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really wanted Louis C.K. to host the Oscars this year. Why, why did they not? I wonder why they didn't get somebody like him. I don't know. I think he would have been great. Like after his delivery for that best documentary last year, that was by far the best moment of the night. I I would like to see so I would like to see a comedian brought back. I always like Steve Martin hosting the Oscars. Yeah, man. it was good. I I don't know why, but yeah, Steve Martin was 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 all right. And Billy Crystal, I never really cared much for Billy Crystal, but Steve Martin, I loved. I don't know how many times he did it. I don't feel and like it's it was cool. that much. It's cool, too, it's cool too, because like you get a comedian that does it, you don't get to see them every night, right? Like they, you know, they have time to come in and like make material and Jimmy Fallon and like you, I mean, you get to see those guys every night. Yeah, Conan and Brian. I mean, they're right. funny. Yeah, I mean, they're good at what they do. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from them. Did not did, maybe maybe Louis C.K. making fun of how rich everybody was just kind of like turned him off. Like, do not give him an hour on this show. He did, did go on tour right after that. Oh, did he really? Yeah, I went and saw him in Nashville. 
And he 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 sells his tickets himself, right? So you don't have to get like a third party markup, right? He doesn't go uh, through Yeah, t- I bought it on lewisck.net. Yeah, you don't go through Ticketmaster? He doesn't do that, right? I don't know if they were Ticketmaster tickets or not, but Oh, really? I don't remember, but yeah, we just bought them off lewisck.net. Cuz I think there's something like that's how he's able to keep them kind of cheap. Yeah, they weren't very they weren't very expensive. It was like one of these, you know, big arenas like 15, 20,000 seat arena. It was packed. Well, yeah, he's gotten really, really big since that TV show. Yeah, on Netflix blew up. Well, it's not. It's not on Netflix. It's on FX, right? Well, yeah, it was. It, he's he's done with it. He's not doing it anymore. Oh, I thought he was just taking an extended break. He no, just, he said he's done because he he did that and then he took a break to he shot an entire series in secret and then just released it on his net it is on his website and it's like a sitcom shot in a bar. Alan Alden's in it. Man, uh man, the, God, the guy's right on it. Steve Buscemi. He's oh, in really? it. Yeah, and you can just get it on his website. Pay for an episode. I didn't even go through any nope. any other distribution source at all. Just straight from Yep. Dude, that's that's when you know you're making some money, dude. You're like, I don't even need you guys. I just have my website. I can release my shit and no, I make enough. <sighs> Gone outside of the uh comedian realm of doing well, Yeah, he said and- that he, he was looking looking for like new ways to you know, create his stuff and then release it without being in the confines of. It was like I just want to. I just want to start printing my own currency. Right. <laughs> so like, I want to get people to pay me in, in their American dollars on my website, and I'll start releasing into my CKA coins. CKA coins, yeah. <laughs> It'll be like bitcoins, only with <laughs> CK Louis or whatever his name is. Oh my gosh! All right. Uh. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Uh, crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end, at gmail.com. If you guys could leave us a rating, a review on iTunes, Stitcher. Five-star would- ratings are great. <laughs> that is true. If you give us a five-star rating, we will mention you on the show. Well, oh, damn. Just give me a list. I'll mention them. All right, well, it's... It's, I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. There's a fuck. We actually have a five star rating. We're gonna have to. We'll mention them next time. All right. So well, I didn't promise it last time. I promised it this time. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's that's fair enough. It's not a. It's. <laughs> this is not a retroactive order. No. no, no. Next time. <laughs> fair enough. All right. Uh, no, those actually help out. They they help they help get the podcast noticed. Then they'd be nice. You know, get us higher up. That's right, and uh, some of our guests that we've had on, um, Jared Cullen from Inherit Media, and um, uh, Kern Saxon, Eric England has a new film, Get the Girl. Guys, go check out their stuff that they have. Um, support indie filmmakers. You should go watch our film, Girl in Woods. It's still out on VOD. So, Benson, how can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson on Twitter, if I ever get back on it. Man, I have been so lazy with Twitter lately. I feel bad. Oh, really? Yeah, you can also, I mean, I'm on Facebook. You can go to Facebook. I don't really do much there either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter's probably better. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, you could go here. I'm a, I'm, I'm a lot more on here. Or you could go to this other place where I'm even less on. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah, you tweet at me. I'll tweet you back or whatever. <laughs> That's right. We're not that hard to get a hold of. We already told you how to get in touch with us all the other ways. So, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. We're going to play the Oscar-winning song of the evening, uh, City of Stars. City of Stars 
Are you shining just for me? City of stars There's so much that I can't see Who knows I felt it from the first embrace I shared with you Never shine. 